step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Thank you for listening to In Tech Today. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate the show on your favorite podcast app, but only after you've listened to this week's episode. Tech news and views recorded live in London in Tech Today. In this episode of In Tech Today, we've got a few pieces of technology news you may have missed on our hiatus over the last couple of weeks, including some broadband news, which I find exciting and you may not. Plus, we test out two new smart home speakers live in the studio. Uh, and our techno dinosaur has a question about buying a new smartphone. As always, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast, And on Twitter, at intechtodaypod, at J-W-O-O-O-T, and at SwiftyNZ. I'm Ed Swift. I'm Josh White. And this is In Tech Today for the 20th of April, 2017. Ba, 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 ba. Hi. We're back. We're back. Two weeks of no in tech today. How have you survived, Ed? Um, I've survived quite well because I've been uh, just away on holiday. Nice. So, yeah. Me too, actually. It's been how, how was your trip? Uh, sunny. Where'd you go? Warm. Uh, we flew into the north end of the Croatian coast on oh. the Adriatic Sea, and then we flew out of the south end, and we stopped at beaches in between, basically. Nice. I uh, And some lakes and mountains and stuff, but mainly the beaches. Oh, my God. And uh, I can't help notice, but you're still... You didn't get much of a tan. Uh, well, actually, if we put a before and after left and right comparison <laughs> i think you'll find i'm quite pigmented compared to how i was after a london winter the london winter has been so cruel how was your holiday it was good um we went to ottawa for 22 hours because it's all why the time not? you need in ottawa isn't it um and then we were in boston for about four days and then new nice. york for five days excellent so it's been it's been nice to get over there first time in the states okay absolutely Brilliant. loved it did, uh, you, did they ask for your passwords at, at uh, no they didn't control. they just they just looked at the passport checked that i had an esther because we we flew in from canada so they right. checked it at the canadian border yeah yeah um they had a look at it asked a few questions you know why are you, vis- are you why, why are you, you going, here why are you here why are you going to the u.s are you huh? visiting have you got a return flight you know the basics <laughs> i don't know why i'm here i'm here to work they took my thing. I have uh, no return flight. They took my thumbprint and fingerprints. To be fair, if you weren't a UK uh, citizen like I am, they'd do that every time you came home as well. That's so, true. You know. Um, but <laughs> if I ever become a UK citizen, they immediately have to delete all of my fingerprints of the they? database because they can't take those of citizens. Only ah. only non non citizen residents such as myself. Interesting. Um, but of course, you're British or something like that. Yeah. So you know, dual whatever. nationality. Ugh. Ugh. Make a decision. E-passport gates are so bad. So well, I could better. go through those if I paid them £70 a year, but that's a subject not for here. That's for a travel podcast we should do. Makes me very, very <laughs> mad. We should. Why not? Okay, that's that's decided. We've said it to we'll, everyone now. We we'll have to do it. We'll call it in travel today. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but also, just to note very quickly, uh, we have a completely upgraded studio for yes. this episode, which is very exciting. Uh, you, it made, look, for those of you who are watching and don't re- aren't really audiophiles uh, or engineers or work with audio like we do and have for many years, this may 
look the same or not very interesting to you. We've got a white wall behind us and a brown desk in front of us. Basically, we've got one machine here which has replaced about four different boxes (laughs) which used to spread around here. Uh, It's got much better sound. I hope that's coming through. Uh, I've at least got a new microphone. Ed's got the same one, but it's being powered differently. So it might sound... I I think it it does sound better. uh, I think it's probably probably due to the mixer, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, the compressor and the the preamp on here. Anyway, this is probably very boring for... A number of people. So, shall we catch up on that news that we missed out on? Let's do it. Now, first of all, it's a bit of a, um, a bit of a, shall we say it's a, a pet subject of the podcast. Let me guess. It's about dogs. No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, fibre broadband. Okay. And how it's advertised here in the UK. So... When you buy fibre broadband for 99% of the connections, we have talked about this before, so I'll keep it brief, but 99% of the fibre connections you're going to get in the UK are fibre from your internet provider way back at their closest data centre to the green box somewhere on your street. Mm-hmm. And then from there to your house, uh, it's either delivered over the old copper phone cables or the old copper TV cables, depending on the provider you choose. The Advertising Standards Authority has come in and said, hold on, hey, 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 guys, that's not fibre, or at least we don't think it is. And they've launched an investigation into whether internet providers should be allowed to call that fibre. And the first question for me here is how much clout are they going to have here? It's just the Advertising Standards Authority. They're not even a government body. What can they really do? Their their rulings aren't really as binding as they are in other places around the world, are they? But if you live in the UK, you will have noticed that as of uh, late last year, internet prices are no longer priced as... Get fibre for £5 a month, plus £20 line rental, in tiny words, Mm. at the bottom. Um, That was an Advertising Standards Authority decision. They banned the separation of internet and line rental prices. So they do have quite a bit of clout. Um, Their reasoning is that the government has come out with uh, all this funding for fibre broadband uh, in recent months, and that's another subject we previously talked about, about how it's not enough. But anyway, uh, they've noticed that in government papers and things like that the government has been very clear in saying when they say fiber broadband they mean fiber all the way to their house okay so the asa has said well now there's a disparity between what the government's saying and what the providers are saying we need to look into it mm-hmm. so i've got high hopes i've got very high hopes uh, that they will come through and say you can't call this fiber the downside is all of us who are paying for what we think is fiber will no longer be paying for what's called fiber mm. the upside i think is it will force uh, providers into actually putting some money into proper fiber which leads me to the next story Ooh. which just came out today nice little segue thank you very much radio term um also a machine um that is really fun to ride on i have still never touched oh got to go on next time you're in a city that offers segway tours okay we'll put this in our travel podcast yeah and travel today but they are unbelievably good i rode a segway up mount victoria in auckland and you know how steep that is oh that is a very steep hill Uh, it was a lot of fun riding it down (laughs) i was soiling myself (laughs) i bet um but it does a good job of braking anyway um you mean stopping not not breaking in half while you're going down breaking a-k-i-n-g okay e-a-k yeah um The second story is Ofcom, the regulator for telecoms, has come out today and they have said that uh, they have the, they've detailed their plans basically to allow other internet providers to use those overhead cables and the underground cables, uh, well basically the overhead poles and the underground ducts that the cables are in that BT uses uh, to lay their own fibre, which is also very exciting because it means that if a new company wants to come in and say, I want to offer fibre broadband to Luton, Mm -hmm. I'm just picking a random small town. Uh, that hasn't got a lot going for it. Uh, <laughs> apart Sorry. from an airport. Sorry to the people of Luton. That airport listening. doesn't have a lot going for it either. Um, 
say so say uh, Talk Talk came in and said we want to provide fibre to Luton. At the moment, they would have to dig up new ducts or uh, erect their own poles. Um, now Ofcom's basically saying they're going to force BT to open up their infrastructure to allow companies to lay new cables, which takes a whole lot of cost off, off mm. the laying of new fibre. So that's exciting too. So there's that news. Uh, and the third story, which also came out today, is from Apple. Uh, and, I mean, you may have guessed that I'm not the biggest fan of Apple. Really? I would have had no idea. I know, I know. I, I, ke- I think I keep it inside me quite well. Yeah. Um, but it's actually quite commendable what they've done. In the past, they have come out with uh, environmental and other sort of social responsibility goals uh, that they work towards, and by and large, they do meet them. Uh, most of the energy they use in their U.S. facilities is now renewable, which was a, a goal they came out with a few years ago. Mm. Um, what they've said today is they want to reduce the amount of rare earth mined materials they use in their products, mainly their smartphones, and increase uh, the amount that's made from recycled material, which I think is quite it's quite noble, mm. really, um, because, of course, smartphones, and particularly batteries with the amount of lithium in them, use a lot of rare earth materials that are quite hard to find, quite hard to mine, quite environmentally damaging to make, and no one's really come up with a way to solve that. And, th- and Apple have said that. They've said, this is the first goal we've had where we don't really know how we're going to do it, but it's a goal nonetheless. So we'll see how we go. So that is quite commendable. It'll be interesting to see how, how that uh, goes. Mm. And how people react to that as well, whether people think, okay, this is Apple actually doing something genuinely good, or whether they'll be like, well, they're just trying to appease a few people here. I'm still not. You yeah. Know, it'll be interesting to see how the, what the reaction is. I hope it's good because it's something that I think we do need to care about. Um, we can't just keep mining lithium forever. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of it. And I like my batteries. Um, we all do. Well, how else are we going to power everything? I don't know. I don't know. Should we get on to the main Let's story? Let's do it. So you may remember last time, not last week, last time we had a chat about the new Google Home. Uh, they it was three fun- weeks ago, wasn't it? That was, that's been a long time. Yeah. But we did talk about Google Home. We did. <laughs> we did. And because it's finally launched in the UK, it's been out in the US for a while, it finally launched in the UK at the beginning of this month. Um, a few month, a few months later than what Amazon came out with, which yeah. is the Echo and the Echo Dot. So... <coughs> Amazon have come out with two devices, the the Echo, which is their premium device, which is meant to compete with Google Home. It's about that big. It's huge. It's a big speaker, it's, and it's got decent sound. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's good a, speaker. It's a good speaker, yeah. as well as having all the smart assistant features of uh, Amazon's Alexa as well. But they also came out with the Echo Dot, which was a much smaller version, which if you're watching on our live stream, you can see right in front of us here, mm-hmm. um, which is a little device, you know, to link up, you can have multiple Echo Dots around the place. You can have multiple Echoes around the place as well yeah. if you've got a lot of money. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's a cheaper alternative. It hasn't got, the uh, you know, a terrifically wonderful speaker compared to the Echo, but it does do the trick. It will, yeah. you know, have all your voice assistant uh, commands. It will be able to order things on Amazon for you. It will be able to play you music, even though the sound isn't fantastic. Well, it's almost designed to connect to any speakers you already have in the house, because most of us do have some Bluetooth speakers or a decent hi-fi system. Exactly, and that's why we, it, one thing the Echo Dot that, that the Echo didn't, the Echo only recently they've put in the ability to connect to other Bluetooth speakers, whereas right. the Echo Dot has had this right from day one. Excellent. That's um, what you want, really. Which, so, for example, this one here in front of us, um, I usually have that on my bedside table linked up to the Bluetooth uh, and FM radio that sits there as well. So, yeah. you know, if I want to just hear music, I'll just tell it to play. But if I want to hear music, like good music, uh, music in good quality, I'll get it to connect to the Bluetooth speaker as well. Right. Um, 
But then Google finally came out here in the UK with this, the Google Home. Humidifier. Yeah, Josh thinks it looks like a little humidifier. You know those little things that you, they blow out steam or, or essential oils that you yeah, see? In, yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen them in Muji, which is that Japanese shop in the West End. Um, <laughs> it does look like... It looks like... I'll be honest. It looks like a product that Glade would manufacture. Just a, just a few little bit bigger, maybe. Yeah, a, a big Glade Freshmatic or whatever they call it. <laughs> you know, the one that puffs when you walk past. Okay, so Josh is a big fan of the design. I... I'm personally okay with it. I think it looks better than the Echo Dot, which is just a boring... Uh, sorry, not the Echo Dot. Uh, the Echo, which yeah. is just a boring tall cylinder, which is okay and can blend into it. But whereas this has at least some design features and looks... I, uh, yeah, I guess. Looks quite cool. I think I think the Amazon design is quite striking, though. You know, it, it you see it and you know it's... But well, by now, we've all seen... Most of us have seen them. We know it's an Echo. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what Amazon went for. I wouldn't say it's completely designed lists. I think it's just very simple in terms of its, its lines and, and things like that. But I can see what Google's trying to do here. It's something that people would be more comfortable putting into their home if they are quite sensitive to, to design and things like that. So, mm. and, and I mean, you can get different bases and colors. Can't yeah, you, you can so, easily just swap. So this, yeah. the base where the speaker is, you can just swap that out for a different color yeah. uh, mesh, which they sell separately as well. Instead of just a single black and blue. Yeah. cylinder which is what amazon's got so i can see what they're trying to do i just still think it looks like an air freshener <laughs> <laughs> anyway so i've been trialing the echo dot for a few months now right um and it's mostly it's been pretty good there are some things where i think amazon can improve you know that they, they have made an effort to join up with a number of partners in the uk like just eat they've also got of course got their own amazon store there are people that have made what they call skills um, which allow you to, you know, ask it what's happening with yeah. the tube. So Essentially, can, a flash way to say app, isn't it? Yeah, Skill. it's yeah. their own, their own for, more smart assistant app. Yeah, um, <laughs> which is fantastic. But you do have to add those on, and you do have to wait for someone to develop them. And but with Amazon not really doing much of that development itself, that you know, sourcing it out to third party providers, mm. it does rely on other people to say, okay, I think we should do this. Let's make it ourselves. Yeah. That's where I think, though, Amazon has a bit of a disadvantage because compare that to Google, where a whole lot of app providers are already linked up with Google in terms of Android apps, and you know the Google behemoth that is that it is, you know it Huge. it links Huge. in with Google Search, which is pretty damn smart yeah. anyway. And we've all got some sort of Google account, whether that be Gmail or YouTube or you know, any of them, basically. Mm. We're we're all uh, in the Google ecosystem somewhere. You can't. You pretty much can't avoid it. Yeah. Um, and that's where I think it has an advantage. However, Google hasn't gone that far yet. So yeah. even though it links in with the search engine, even though it links in with providers like Spotify and Netflix, it still can't tell you whether you've got emails, whether you're getting a message. Um, you can do that using a third-party app called If This Then That, which is good that it, you know you are able to do that. But yeah. it should. But you'd think it would be native. It's a st well, If This Then That and other similar things like that where you can... I mean, they work across the board. Basically, mm. you can tell, like I've got it set up on my phone so that as soon as I leave the house, it knows I've left the house through GPS and turns my Wi-Fi off to save battery. Yeah. Um, but it's a stopgap measure. It's yeah. not perfect, is it? It's not perfect. But that's why I think Google is going to actually come ahead in the in the coming months because they have, the, have a lot of those partnerships already because, you know, you can, there is a lot that Google can already do. It's just a case of them pushing out more updates for it and yeah. pushing out more, uh, I guess to use a better word, for lack of a better word, skills. Yeah. To be able yeah. to, you know, and as well as the fact that you can actually add on those services in the Google Home app. The downside between these two devices, the Alexa, I have an app which I can update the settings for that 
anywhere. I can change alarm times. I can turn off and on alarms, even if I'm not in the house, even if I'm not connected to the, the which Wi-Fi is, network. Which is ideal. That's we, very smart, should it, we say. It is very smart. <laughs> Google requires you, however, to be on the same Wi-Fi network because it is using that principle of casting things like it does with Google Chromecast. <sighs> that, that is a massive shortcoming, I think. I'd, I'd hope that would change, but you, you that is a shortcoming in, at, for the time being. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I mean, to be honest, how many times are you going to be changing d- settings on these devices away from my... I was trying to do it the other day. I was trying to play some music while I was at work for when Rebecca got home, my partner. Oh, just to re- nice? Well, I was going to... Well, you say it's nice. I was going to start playing a song that might get into her head for the next 48 hours. Excellent. So, so Isn't that nice? nice. <laughs> But, you know, that is a feature which is lacking. Yeah. However, again, Google is such a big company, they are putting a lot of effort into these products that I wouldn't be surprised if in a couple of months they'll fix that. Well, it just seems like they should have thought of that by now. <laughs> um, should we should we give a bit of a demo? Yeah. So um, should we start with Google Home since yeah, that's the newest device? Let's just turn this up. We have attempted to regular Valier mic down there so that you can kind of hear them. It's not perfect, but hopefully uh, it comes through, Just just as a caveat. So, I mean, there are a number of basic things you can do, like, uh, okay, Google, play music. Okay, here's some music on Spotify. Nice. Yeah. And then for some reason, it's I'm not... I'm afraid pl- something went wrong. Oh. When you're ready, try it again. <laughs> I'm going to put this down to the Wi-Fi network, because it worked just hey, before. don't you dare disparage hey, it worked before my Wi-Fi we were streaming. network. My Wi-Fi network is nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Clearly, Google's product is broken. <laughs> Not even. Um, no, well, this is just technology, isn't it? These yeah. things happen, especially when you need them to work. Especially when you're doing it live on a podcast or streaming live on Facebook. Should we try this again? Okay, Google, play some music. All right, here's some music on Spotify. Good so far. There we go. There we go. And what a good song, too. Nice. Yeah. So does it just... Um... Okay, Google, stop. Stop. There we go. Stop. I'm just going to turn it down. Um, so d- it d- does it just play random? It plays from the last playlist you were listening to. Okay. And because Spotify is very good at no, at following you wherever you are, it'll be whatever you're listening to on whatever last device it was. Kind it? of. Kind of. This is uh, <laughs> this is one where area where the cast principle happens. So because it casts, oh, okay. it doesn't think it's continuing off a playlist. It thinks, okay, I'm going to cast the last playlist. So it will start playing a song from that playlist. Unlike right. Alexa, play Spotify... And that's come up with something different. But that was the song we were listening to last yes. on Spotify using Spotify Connect. Okay, Alexa, stop. I'm getting my commands confused now. I'm saying, okay, Alexa. <laughs> your home is too smart, Ed. It is. Um, so, you know, it, it, it links in with your music services. Google obviously has links with uh, Google Play, Spotify, um, as well as uh, TuneIn and I think Deezer as well. Right. Um, Amazon Alexa has similar except instead of Google Play, it has their own uh, music service. Amazon Music, which is actually quite good. Yeah. I will give them that. Amazon Music is quite good and largely equivalent to Google Play and Spotify now. Mm. It used to be terrible. Um, <laughs> um, so. Other things it can do. So I can go, uh, Alexa, give me my flash briefing. Here's your flash briefing. In Sky News. And it will just start going through the news. Okay, Alexa, stop. And Google will do a similar thing. Okay, Google, tell me about my day. Sorry, I'm not sure how to help with the... <laughs> I haven't used the right command there, I've just realised. Uh... Okay, Google, tell me my day. 
Good afternoon, Edward. The time is 3.31 p.m. That's pretty good. Accurate. In London, it's 14 degrees and mostly cloudy. There'll be scattered showers. Okay, Google, stop. Pretty accurate. Yeah, so it's pretty accurate. It, and, you know, it will give you the weather. It will give yeah. you the latest news headlines. And, of course, that's all customizable. So you can choose your news sources. You can choose what comes up in each of those uh, briefings or yeah. or what's happening in my day. Um, of course, they all have their little Easter eggs. So um, just trying to think what some of the good ones were. Uh, okay, Google, tell me, an am- tell me an animal joke. Sorry, I'm not sure <laughs> how to help with it yet. Uh, okay, Google, tell me an animal joke. Here's a joke from animal expert, Una Dugan. Who? Una Dugan. What kind of animal says one thing and does another? I don't know. A hypocrite. Uh, uh, okay, so there are some cheesy features like that. Uh, I so want to go out and purchase this product. <laughs> Okay, so there are little features like that which are geeky. Yeah. But then, you know, I can say, for example, okay, Google, add podcast recording into my calendar for 4 p.m. tomorrow. Sorry, I can't add events to your calendar yet. Oh, my God. See, that's an area where I think Google, as I was saying, where they don't actually integrate that well. Obviously, because this this is... I know some of this is because we're in a setting where it's probably not hearing you very well and the Wi-Fi was a bit iffy before. But something like that, where it says it can't actually add a bit to your calendar. It is a bit painful. I I would really hope that Google in the coming days actually... uh actually address yeah. those issues is there i've got to ask though at 4 p.m tomorrow recording a podcast is this are, are you seeing someone else no i'm i'm this is the start of our in travel today podcast oh, right. we're starting tomorrow Four o'clock now. tomorrow in travel today <laughs> Love so, it. so there is there are plenty of uh positives for each thing there are plenty of negatives for each thing yeah bear in mind this is all still relatively new i mean if you think of what the first iphone and android phones did yeah. compared to what they do today and what has been like five six seven years um, since I at least got my first iPhone. Well, the, it's the 10th anniversary of the iPhone this year, yeah. and the iPhone really was the first uh, and, smartphone as we know it, the first iPhone. And that was the first iPhone, which didn't do crap. much at all. It, it was wasn't terrible. even 3G, it was 2G. I know. But when the iPhone 3G came out in, what, 2000 and, uh, Late 2008, was it? 2008, I think you wrote yeah. it right. You know, that was still very primitive compared to what the iPhone is today. Yeah. So it is new technology. It is pretty good. I think Google will eventually outsmart. <laughs> this is how far we've come. I think Google will eventually outsmart Amazon in this area, uh, but for now, Amazon seems to be leading the charge. Well, I'm. I, I, I mean, it seems obvious that Google would outsmart it, but I have my doubts because Amazon have poured money. Uh, whilst the Google might ha- might on the surface appear to be the better device to a lot of people. Uh, in terms of the power behind it, Amazon's poured money into servers and processing power and, and, and things like that, and, and and the artificial intelligence engine that Alexa is. So I think it'll be interesting to see if Amazon might come out ahead just because they have the technology behind it that I'm not sure Google has, has put the same effort into. Mm. There are, but, I mean, there is still a long way to go for Amazon. I mean, even now, like doing search. So, for example, I can say, Alexa, what's the capital of Spain? Alexa, how many people live there? Alexa, how many people live there? The 
population of Madrid is about 3,140,000. So they've actually got that whole continuity thing where you can actually ask one question yeah. then ask a follow-up question. Google does the same. Okay, Google, what's the capital of Spain? Madrid is the capital of Spain. Okay, Google, how many people live there? The population of Spain was 46.77 million in 2014. Bit wrong. In 2014, though. But they said the population of Spain, not Madrid. Ah, that's true. And we asked about Madrid. So it's done the follow-up question based on Spain. Which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. <laughs> Obviously, still, as I said, yeah. new technology. Teething problems, this, isn't it? This yeah. will get better over time. Yeah. And, you know, Google and Amazon will be able to push updates without having, without you having to buy a new piece of equipment every couple of years. I mean, yeah. look at the Chromecast, for example. True. The same. The original Chromecast still does everything that the newer Chromecast does. It's just a different Much design. Much slower, <laughs> I might add. I've, I've never had any issues with speed. I oh, know. Well, I haven't, I haven't had any issues with speed until I've used a new one. Oh, no, I've, I've used a like, new one and oh I've found it, it's the same. I've had no issue. Um, I've had no issue between the two. Nothing's Wi-Fi different. as well, though, is the other problem. Like, as Wi-Fi generations improve, the old Chromecast only works on uh, Wi-Fi N. Whereas most routers these days are AC, which provides a much better experience. So that's that's something where hardware doesn't quite keep up. Mm. But AC is pretty good, and I don't think we'll supersede that for several years at least. Yeah. Chances are you don't have an AC router at home. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you don't need to worry about it. <laughs> um, so which one will we be keeping uh, to, to sort of use permanently is my question. I know it's early days. It is early days. What The way I've got I'm, I'm actually going to keep both. So I'm going to have the well, Echo. Well, la-di-da, Mr. Smart Home. <laughs> I'm going to have the Echo in the bedroom, which connects to my Bluetooth speaker yeah. there. And is fine for, you know, waking up and asking what's what's actually happening in the yeah. news when I get up at 11 a.m. <laughs> um, whereas I think Google Home is perfect. Just to make it clear once again, Ed works very late at I, w- I get home at 1.32 a.m. He's not lazy. I'm not. Well, I'm, that's another thing. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Google Home I'll actually have in the lounge because that's actually a perfect speaker for playing music in there while yeah. we're sitting around just chilling on a Saturday. True, true. Okay, but if if... If money wasn't an object yep. and you had the option of the Google Home or the full Echo, what would you go for today? And you and you didn't have either already. Like so, so say you're, you're pitching it to me because I don't have sorry desk. I don't have uh, any of these smart devices in my home. Mm-hmm. If I was to go out and get one, which I don't think I will yet, based on experience today, <laughs> but which one would you recommend to me? I'd, I'd still choose the Google Home. Okay, mainly because I know that I've got an Android phone. Yeah, I've got a PC laptop that I use Google in which I can cast my audio or video yeah. video or video to the TV, but I can cast my audio from the browser to the Google Home. Yeah. I think there's a lot more, um, you know... It's you a can wider connect- ecosystem. Exactly. Yeah. And with a lot of devices that you already have, you don't have to go out and buy, you know, a new Amazon Fire Stick if you wanted to do something similar with the Echo. Yeah. You know, I've, I've already got that relationship with Google established, yeah. and I think that there's more to come. See, there. but my worry here is that I, I would find it very hard to decide because I kind of swing both ways when it comes to that relationship. Uh, the Chromebook, Google. I've got a pretty stock Android phone, Google. Mm-hmm. But I've got an Amazon Fire tablet here, and I stream on a Fire Stick. So you're you're split between both both providers here. Yeah, well, mainly because when it comes to hardware, I don't choose based on provider. I choose based on what's best for my needs, which unfortunately means you end up with multiple ecosystems. But that that's the said, nature of it. Looking at your Amazon Fire, do you run a few Google apps on there? Oh, naturally. Yeah. See, naturally, you can't avoid Google here. No, you can't. Well, the Amazon Fire is built off the Google platform, but forked away from it. Yeah. So, um, it doesn't actually have an official relationship with Android anymore, and that was I think the Fire was the start of the. Google versus Android butting mm. heads. And I think that's the next big tech 
Ow. Um, <laughs> headbutt. But yeah, um, if I had to make a choice, I think I and I and you know they are the, they would be the same price. I would choose Google over okay. Amazon. That being said, Amazon Echo is more expensive than Google Home, but that is more expensive than the Echo Dot. So, so if it comes go. down to price, I'd choose the Echo Dot. But in terms of what's going to work with everything I'm already using, I'd go with OK Google. Oh, look at those lights! Little lights up. That's nice. Yeah. I do quite like the blue ring though. Yeah. Um, should we move on to everybody's favourite? It's because I didn't tell it anything. We can stop that. She's always learning, though. Yeah. I will say this very briefly before we move on to our favourite segment. The Google lady does sound like she's had a stroke. It's time for the Techno Dinosaur. You're so mean. Yes. I don't know. The voice isn't quite there. But anyway, it is time for the Techno Dinosaur. Everybody's favourite segment. Uh, I'm turning myself down here. That's uh, that's inappropriate. Um, It is everybody's favourite segment. It's Um, that time of the week where we catch up with Michelle, who is a self-professed techno dinosaur you know she comes to us for questions here on the podcast and even sometimes uh, off air when she doesn't want to feel a little bit embarrassed about what she's asking what does she ask this week josh so i'm doing an upgrade on my phone and i've always gone for iphones because i feel like they're quite intuitive are there any other brands of phone that are more on proof that i could maybe consider oh it's a bird um <laughs> out the window i thought i saw a rat <laughs> Um, Moron-proof phones, yes, there absolutely are. I can completely understand where Michelle's coming from because the iPhone, especially in earlier generations, was a lot simpler than Android phones. Uh, You could just pick it up and go. Um, Well, that's been the whole basis around Apple's technology. They've always gone for unpack it and go. Closed ecosystem, you can't screw it up kind of thing. But that's not, they don't, have a monopoly on that anymore no uh, at all and their phones are super expensive as we all know yes so my recommendation here um would be to find a reasonably priced phone that runs what's called vanilla android and that is just a stock version of android because when you go to phones from the likes of sony or samsung they run android but with their own skin on top sort of their own flavor and that can add a lot of complexity to it especially with Mm. samsung Um, a lot of people like it i'm not the biggest fan of it but it is much more complex than than vanilla android but if you find something that is just android as google intended it uh for example the bush e4x you're a big fan of that it's 200 quid and it's an amazing (laughs) phone seriously it's such a good phone um less than 200 quid 199 um, <laughs> but it's if you find something with vanilla Android, Android and iOS are s- really very similar these days, both in the way they look and the way they operate. They still have their differences, but it's not the massive divide it used to be. Mm. So if you look in that sort of sweet spot of 150 to 300 pounds Android phones, you'll get something like this, which has your decent processing power. Um, so it's good hardware, a good camera, a well-built phone, and it's just plain Android without any faff and path on top. Mm. That being said, those other um, brands like Samsung, like Sony, they do try and make it as easy as possible that it is a case of just True. taking it out of the box. All you have to do is log in and you're up and running. Yeah. But you can customize it. You know, you can choose to ha- make it a an idiot-proof phone yeah. that just works. Or you can choose to customize it and add widgets and change the design and ch- change absolutely everything if you want. Yeah. You do get a bit of that flexibility there. So I guess it's it's a case of whether you want um, whether you want something that does work straight out of the box, then you can go for the for the more expensive Android brands like your Samsung and your Sony and your HTC, um, and that will work straight out of the box. But uh, the the layout may be more complex. If you want something that 
may take a few more minutes when you get it out the box, but looks and feels closer to iOS, uh, which is what's running on your iPhone, then that those sort of mid-range vanilla Android phones, I think, would be would be the go. But basically, there's no reason to keep going with iPhone just because you're currently with iPhone anymore. And there's no reason to be spending over five hundred pounds on a phone if oh you, uh, unless you really, really want. I a high end phone like that. I hadn't looked at prices for this is another Apple rant, but I hadn't looked at prices <laughs> for MacBooks for oh, several yep, years, yep. and they're what close to two grand in pounds. Yeah, for a, for a decent one. Somewhere. Holy hell! What what am I paying for? You're paying for the fact that you're buying an Apple. That being said, Apple laptops I've found do last longer than PCs. I mean, this one I've had for, what, three years, and it's already falling apart here. Well, the old Apple laptops last longer than PCs, but this current generation, Apple's basically had to backpedal and say, we really made a mistake, and we're going back to the old designers of the next generation. Mm. I don't know what's going on there anyway. Just a side note, 13-inch MacBook Pro price will cost you around $1,500 US, which is just under £1,500. And... So what's what's the price in pounds there, John Lewis? Uh, One thousand four hundred and forty-nine pounds. Fifteen hundred pounds. That's I mean. That's a we, lot for a computer. That's three three thousand of our New Zealand dollars. That's three computers, and I'd b- just burn through those and upgrade them every few years instead. Oh my god! Don't buy a MacBook. Is that official podcast advice? Uh, I, uh, can we can we endorse products like that? Well, this is not an endorsement. This oh, is a this is an unendorsement. Well, basically, don't buy them brand new. I mean, I can understand if unless if you you've want... got the money. <laughs> well, even then, it's a stupid way to spend your money. We can have opinions, Ed. This is not news. Yeah, that's true. This is a podcast. It is a stupid way to spend your money. Don't buy MacBooks brand new. <laughs> and that is a firm, firm order. Eh. That's all the time we have, isn't it? Yeah, we've covered a lot of ground here. Yeah, it's, um, it's so good to be back. It is good to be back, and we will be back next week. We won't be abandoning you for no. the uh, shores of Croatia or oh, the warm nice. weather of New York. We should do a travel podcast so we can do it live from the shores of Croatia or the humidity of New York. That could work. Maybe we could crowdfund it. Crowdfund our holidays. Well, we'll start a Patreon one. <laughs> no, I, don't, I actually don't like those. I don't like begging for money. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that's all the time we have. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, we will be back next Thursday live on Facebook. I promise. Um, and we'll try and do it closer to 2.30 this time. Ed has such a faff getting here. My oh, my God. God. The bus network here. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Enjoy. Technology questions? Comments? You can contact the show on Facebook, In Tech Today Podcast, on Twitter, In Tech Today Pod, or at the website, intech.today. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.